From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. hey You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after. As always, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Check them out every Tuesday for Singo, Thursday for Bingo. Uh, and check out their social media where you can catch them doing all kinds of uh, trivia, live music, comedy, all types of different thing. Uh, today, we have got a bunch of stuff. Actually, we don't have a bunch of stuff to cover because there's not much going on, but we got a couple things. Um, don't forget to check us out on Patreon and Twitch to support the show. How are you doing this week, bud? Doing good, man. I mean, you can't really help it. Uh, a bunch of stuff is is part of the uh, vernacular uh, of what you say. Normally, we do have a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and when we don't have a bunch of stuff, Bob, we just make a we just talk about a you know the little stuff we have way too much, and we yeah. delve into new you know new new topics and such. So I'm sure that we will be just fine. I'm doing well, man. Uh, been been gaming a lot lately, bro. Been playing some NBA nice. 2K. Got a got a cheap 23 version I, I had like some microsoft money left and i and it was on sale for five bucks so snagged that i've been playing i think i'm gonna get 24 man i mean i'm not a buy buy a new sports game every year kind of guy but yeah. uh you know I, I think hey i haven't bought one in a while it's really i mean especially nba with like the career stuff and you gotta you gotta start the, at the beginning of the season with everybody because now i'm trying to play like the online and Nobody will play with me. I'm like, I'm terrible. I'm obviously not, you know, uh, any good because I just started and everybody else is all super good. And so, like, I'm like the loser, like, you know, half the challenges are, hey, go play a, a game on the blacktop or whatever, you know, <laughs> and then you go and I got next and, and literally uh, like a, a level three or level four uh, was standing, play next. I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna play. I'll play with you. I'll go and stand in the spot next to him, and he's like, nah. <laughs> he just backed out. You left, man. Uh, so it's it's very sad. Um, very sad. If there's anybody that wants to carry me, uh, in in 2K, I'm out here. You know, 007 v2. I think there's X's somewhere afoot, but just holler at me. You know, I'm 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 there. How about you, brother? What are you up to, man? Good, man. Uh, I've been working, getting the house kind of cleaned up a little bit. Uh, just been. So- super busy uh you know happy to sit down and have a have a cold beer uh last night the wife and i and my sister-in-law and her husband we went uh to mayday for some singo and that was a good time they did an 80s pop um not as busy because of the massive storm that was rolling through but right, it was right. a good time uh you know got to see ozzy got to see our people uh so it was it was, it was fun uh but hey let's uh let's do ourselves a quick fit check uh i sure. did not do anything special i just got my preds hat and uh I think it's just like an old Chicago St. Paddy's Day. Uh, See, should have hyped that up, man. You know, oh, look at this Chicago. I got this thing, you know, tell a story with her. Just make one up, man. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, there was plenty of opportunity <laughs> I, for that to not be I did lame. something I never do, and I, that's I drank like eight beers. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I got kept this it, shirt. Kept it low key. <laughs> just kept it low key. You yeah. know, it was like, they, they, they actually, you think some people are like, oh, you had to drink eight beers to get it. No. In order to get the shirt, they limited you at eight beers. And so that was the feat. It was stopping at eight uh, was how you got the shirt. So yeah. <laughs> um, it was like a on the on the dot type of deal. Well, me, uh, obviously, you can you can see, Bob, I got my my juror number 10 hat on. You probably didn't know this, but I was a juror on a medical malpractice trial. Uh, I, I don't You've talk never about mentioned it. it. I haven't mentioned I, I try to I, you know, I like people to be informed. But um, so I got the juror hat. Well, it, it's relevant because, you know, when I was on that case, I met some really kind, you know, older, you know, they were just, they were just the salt of the earth. These gentlemen at a local, um, local deli, a local pork, pork store. Maybe you've heard of it. It's, uh, it's Satriellis. Uh, ah, so, <laughs> so I met, you know, I met some nice guy shirt. and they were, they were absolutely very much interested in the outcome one way or the other of this case, because they are good citizens and they care about justice. It seemed like to me. Um, so they were, they were really good guys and, uh, they kept say, they kept referring to me as the one they got to. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I got my, uh, Satriali's pork store shirt on brother. Thank you. This is a, a nice birthday gift. Uh, for those of you that don't know and don't get that whole ramble. First of all, what are you doing? Listening to us? Uh, number two, uh, Satriali's pork store is the pork store in the Sopranos. And if you are uh, unfamiliar with the premise of the Sopranos, it is a, uh, it is, is following the, the mob, the mobs, the mob mafia. Uh, which is, uh, which is not real. So it's a, it's a, fi- it's a completely fictional telling of, of the, of the mobster life. Yeah. So uh, the Sopranos yeah. greatest, uh, second greatest show ever. So love the shirt, Bob. I really appreciate it, brother. Uh, hey, you're welcome, man. I appreciate you giving me all that info I need to give to the FBI now about that that case. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, I've done quite an, a bit of an extensive research on um, what is it? Uh, a statue of limitations. Uh, so, and I don't know if you know this. I would know because I was on a I was on a jury once. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but um, I am familiar with the with the process. So. Um, if you go to the FBI, they're going to, I'm actually one of their assets. You're, you're going to get turned on, buddy. You don't want to do that. Uh, my dad owns Microsoft. So I don't know. I mean, you make your own choices, I guess. In life, all right. Bob. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Let's uh, move into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. All right. Uh, This is a little tidbit that you found. So why don't you tell us it? Uh, Yeah. So the, excuse me, uh, uh, the 2010 uh, Canadian Olympic team, I believe they were the gold, uh, gold winners. Correct. Um, which is what makes this relevant. They're the remaining players, Sidney Crosby, Drew Doughty, Corey Perry, and Mark andre Fleury, 
are the final four uh, of those of that roster that still have contracts. I'm guessing they phrased it like this because there's a couple with opportunities to resign or something. Um, but hey, man, a good little good little tidbit. Thirteen years later, these cats are still going, and honestly, um, while any of them are one step away from retirement. None of them have made any real strides to indicate <laughs> that that is the case uh, and what they want to do. So uh, we may, you know, this time next year, we may be bringing this up again. Be like, these guys are still at it. You know, uh, you know, nobody that's ever played U.S. <laughs> Olympic hockey is still playing, you know, still playing. But these guys are still they're going to be 95. They're just going to form a team of four, you know. Corey Perry's just going to scratch people's eyes yeah. out. Sidney Crosby's going to score. Drew Doughty's going to play some D and Flurry's going to be a net because they're required to have a goalie. So I'm looking forward to that. Some threes, baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that that's a decent list of names. I mean, uh, but other than that, since the draft, not much has been happening. Um, there's only Hockey one wise. really thing of note, and that is the uh, Alex Gal. Hockey wise, yeah, yeah. Hockey wise, um, nothing. That been is Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah, um, but the uh, Alex Galchenyuk situation, if you don't know, he uh, was released by uh, the uh, the the Coyotes, and it nope. struck me because nope. I didn't even know that he got traded or I or got picked up as an unrestricted free agent uh, by the Oats from the Preds. So I saw that. I immediately texted you. I was like, "Is there a second Alex Galchenyuk? How did the Coyotes release a Predators player?" And then I saw there, that no, NHL's he was uh, picked wild, up, dude. and then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after making some racial slurs, uh, he threatened some police officers. Just overall being kind of a dipshit, uh, he was released. He released an apology letter that was just kind of you know the very cut and paste apology letter that you would see from a PR team. Um, I'm sure in a couple of weeks he'll be picked up by another team once people have forgotten about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, other I don't than know, that. Man. Not he's much been, has been happening. He's been on the on the downturn anyway. <clears throat> I'm reading this um I'm reading this little snippet from the article that I that I posted there. Galchenyuk, who was born in the US to Belarusian parents, but spent much of his childhood in Russia, uttered a racial slur several times while referring to the officer um in training. Uh so I mean I'm not sure if it's gonna give us I guess on driver car. Yeah, so it was at a car crash too. Um and he's, you know, just apparently he said I'm going to chop you, your wife, your daughter, and wow. one phone call, one phone call and you're all dead. Your whole family, your blood, your bloodline is dead. I'm I am sorry, that, sir. There are that's very That's the weird. kind of threat that Go ahead. That is the kind of threat that when you hear, you're like, you know what? I feel like people who say those kind of things, like your bloodline and talk about right. that. It's like, mm, and with a last name like that, you're like, oh, he knows people. Right. Like, <laughs> well, see, but again, th there's nothing that indicates that he's mobbed up here. It, he just grew up in Russia. I mean, he's played hockey here. He's in Arizona. He's in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm guessing that. Yeah. His contacts are a bit out of pocket. <laughs> the Russian mob. Yeah. A bit. Right. Well, not even. He's not even. He himself, not even Russian. He's Belarusian, uh, but he was born in the U.S. Uh, he, 
you know, had a great opportunity to be great in, in hockey. He was, uh, he was, I think he was the captain in, uh, Montreal. Right. I mean, he was poised to be the guy. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, Bob, that when you're in Scottsdale uttering, when you utter phrases like that, it's not at a routine traffic stop or at a, like a, at a, at a, the scene of an accident. Okay. They, that, I hear what you're saying. And absolutely. If that guy is sitting behind a desk while the police are trying to interview him about a, a recent murder and he says something like that after being disrespected, you take it seriously. But when Alex Galchenyuk, which was not even, you know, a, it was just a pawn in a trade for us to tra- We literally traded things away to get him so we could not have him. You were, <laughs> this was a trade where you have to add in an extra player because you're going to have to cut someone anyway. So you're just like, well, might as well toss them in, try to sweeten the pot. That was you. And now you're, you're going to kill the bloodline of a local training officer again at Scottsdale, Arizona <laughs> after, after I think that you wrecked the car, right? Like you, Scottsdale report is he was driving erratic toward officers and apparently crashed the car into the sign. And then he's like, I'm in the right here. I've got to let them know <laughs> what, you know, they and don't double down. <laughs> and it was, and it was funny. Cause you know, this statement is sometimes they don't know who I am, but then again, Alex, not, not many people do. Okay. So that's, that's not really fair yeah. for us to say, like you just got to town. Do you think that the Scottsdale police officers, again, who were a part of the group that voted down, pro- voted down to have you here as an Arizona coyote. Do you think they know who you are specifically? They can't name anybody on the Arizona coyotes, much less a guy just yeah. getting to town and of your caliber. So who do you think he's, where do you think he's landing? I guess it just depends on whoever needs some center depth after an injury, right? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, maybe someone, maybe somewhere in the AHL. I'm thinking, maybe the Coyotes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. That's still got the maybe. AHL. Still got those NHL ties, so he'll probably have to go play. I mean, uh, he might wind up in the KHL. Well, he's got to go get his home. Can you just imagine the phone call? Yeah, no, no. I I need you to come down. No, I've been disrespected. <laughs> You know, what happened? <laughs> what happened, Galchenyuk? Well, I drove at officers with car. I hit stop sign. I did call him the N-word. Stop sign got very, in the way of me. I did, I did accidentally call him the N-word. <laughs> Two, three times. Bloodline ending may have brought, been brought up. I'm, I, I, can't, I can't be sure. Oh, um, so, do you think that you can come from... to tell you, don't use the bloodline ending. <laughs> well, but that I, is for but... serious purposes. We don't just end all bloodlines. I have said it. Work. I have said it, though. <laughs> and now, uh, I must, I must uh, acquiesce. You send Boris from, from Moscow. I, I wait. I wait here. <laughs> yeah. Our accents were, was on the border of being a offensive to i feel like middle easterners i don't know because it was like very almost not russian there for a minute well it was eastern you it, European. well you pulled it back when it you eastern said Boris. yeah well it was it was <laughs> it was well see i was trying to throw a usian flair into a belarusian yeah. born 
Oh, uh, I see. Russian. Okay. It was a. It was a. It was a, an amalgamation of uh, of what yeah. I would assume he sounded like uh, at the time. I mean, he was he was flustered. He was probably a little more erratic. He probably knows more Russian than me. And assuming he called Russia, he probably just spoke in Russian. Which was honestly, Bob. That is when things. If he get, picked up the phone, forget that stupid bloodline comment. He picked up the phone and just called like his wife or his girlfriend or whatever and just spoke to them in <laughs> Russian. That would be much more ominous and scary for the police officers, yeah. in my opinion. Like that guy has been called oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> much worse by much better, uh, you know, as a as a police officer throughout his career. So he's not worried about that. But I mean, Russian in the right context is ominous, bro. Like. You know, especially in Scottsdale, Arizona, they're like, whoa, 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 buddy. They're like, whoa, 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 buddy. Uh, I'm going to have to ask. I don't know what kind of Spanish you're speaking, uh, but I don't understand it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to. No, no. I'm going to need you to back up. Is that or or one of two things, either that, Bob. Or he's going to say. Were you U.S. born Belarusian that grew up in Russia? <laughs> And, and and he knew instantly. He knew. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. You, you're Alex Galchenyuk, aren't you? <laughs> I play a little fantasy hockey myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I'm going to give you an extra ticket because you screwed me. Yeah. All right. I drafted you pretty high a couple years ago, buddy. I don't know why this Arizona guy is Southern, but that is just what I assume when I think, when I, you know, the hot sun, is, you know. When I think and, of Scottsdale. Yeah. Right. Right. They just, you know, it was a transplant from like all major cities in the South just moved to Scottsdale and they're yeah. just, they're so, they're, they, they, they're sweet as pie down there in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards deandre hopkins has found a new home in our backyard uh, over in nashville with the titans um i'm excited for this i think uh i mean i think deandre hopkins is one of the best athletes in the game right now i can't wait to see what he does um what are your thoughts do you think this is a uh, good move or do you think it's gonna be a bust um i'm gonna invoke Three names right now to you, Bobby. Uh, maybe they'll mean something. Maybe they won't. Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones. What do these three have in common? Um, they are receivers. They are receivers. I would say, arguably, ding ding ding, all uh, all Hall of Famers, uh, Hall of Famers, probably. Yeah. Um, great. Brandon was very excited when each of these players signed for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, none of them did anything. We killed them. We we murdered Randy Moss. Uh, we murdered Andre Johnson. We murdered Julio, who then had a little bit of a resurgence after he left us. Uh, I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins come here and shine. He's coming at a little different phase of his career than the other two, uh, but not or the other three, but not much 
different. I fear there the the bigger problem with with Hopkins coming here is made it seem like oh this was you know Titans were oh, that was the the team, uh, but reports have been Titans have had an offer in for over a month and. Nowhere else. We don't hear a report of, you know, request. So, hey, I hope it works out. I'm not optimistic is the best way to to phrase it. But like you said, one of the best athletes uh, that we've ever seen, a guy that's torched us time and time again when he was with the with the um, Texans. So I'm very excited to have him here. He was still semi-productive when he was in Arizona, though he had injuries and quarterback issues. Uh, If we can get 70% of the version of Hopkins that we want it to be, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be a much better option. I think that, I think that previous to us signing Hopkins, the most prolific receiving touchdown threat uh, on the Titans, or meaning who had the most career receiving touchdowns, was Mike Vrabel uh, at that point, which is not, which is fine if your coach was an ex receiver. Uh, but when your coach was an ex linebacker and he is uh, topping the charts, I think you got to get some more production in the, that room. And so that looks like what they did. If you're right and Will Levis is the guy and he he's in after five, six games, seven, eight games, um, you better hope that you have some semblance of something from DeAndre Hopkins uh, because that will, I mean, all these guys are NFL wide receivers. And so they'll all be able to catch the ball in the right situation. And Hopkins being great is that right situation. Uh, So, uh, but it'll almost be a necessity for, for Hopkins and um, Chigway Ozigbo uh, the the t- the young tight end that has a really good opportunity to be there for Will Levis, or I think you're setting him up for failure anyway. I'm not a huge Will Levis guy, but I'm not a fan of many young quarterbacks at, at various times. But when they're put in the right situation, I mean Brock Purdy tossed into a bad situation is you know nobody ever talks about him again, right? He's buried. Uh, but in the right yeah. situation, he's ta- they're talking about him taking over a number three, uh, the number three overall picks job that they traded a good bit for uh, because he was in the right situation. So I think that Hopkins is going to be necessary if the Titans don't want to be bottom of the barrel, because at this point, it's hard to see a path in which the Titans are not third uh, or more likely fourth in the division. To me, yeah, a hundred percent agree. Um, LeBron is headed back to his original number of uh twenty three. Uh, after last season was his last wearing the number six after it was retired league wide. Uh, so yeah, we're getting the number that we're getting LeBron twenty three back. So um, you know what else that means? Not much Le- to say about that. LeBron, well, yeah, it means that LeBron gonna lead himself in jersey sales again, baby. <laughs> That's a it's a game plan, dude. That's a game plan. Every couple years, yeah. I'm just gonna be like, I'm back. I right, you know how I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be 32. I, well, he may not be able to be 32, right? No, no. Shaq was 34 I there. Know. I was thinking Shaq was 32 on the Lakers, and I was thinking 34 maybe a Laker retired number. 
but yeah, so yeah. back to back to twenty three. Uh, a couple more years, we get to see him play with the with his son. Uh, he didn't retire, folks. Big surprise. He's still, you know, whether or yeah. not you like him, you don't like him, you hate him. Uh, he is still at almost thirty, uh, almost forty. Uh, one of the biggest fig- physical freaks in the uh, in the game. I mean, six nine two fifty is uh, yeah. That's a frame right there, Bob. That's a frame. So uh, we will see if they can get some depth from the Lakers, and he can make yet another run for another championship with a new number. I think he's on. No, he won some with yeah. number six before. So. But he, but he's only won on the Lakers with twenty three. Oh. He hasn't won on the Lakers with six. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, Lionel Messi makes uh, the Inter Miami uh, CF premiere. Uh, you know the much the much anticipated. Uh, you know, coming over to the uh, MLS. Uh, I'm excited to eventually get to see him live. That'll be amazing. Yes, absolutely. We the game the game. Uh, at Nashville has already happened this season, so it'll have to be next season, uh, unless they yeah. can make some major push and make the playoffs. They were currently last in the league, twelve points out. So, and I believe they lost that premiere. So I'm not sure that it's that it's happening this season. But yeah, he's bringing all his homies over, and you know I think David Suarez just signed something. He's got uh, or Luis Suarez just signed something. He's got a bunch of guys coming over, and so one of two things can happen. Uh, either, Hey, he's, you know, formulating the team to actually come back and win, or he's just getting all his, all his, all his people's paid. And, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, (laughs) he's gonna soak and enjoy the Miami sun and just reap those Jersey sales, you know, just sit there. And I mean, cause what a cool color scheme to have a messy Jersey, Miami, you know, the pink and the black and it's sick. So, uh, Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, super, super cool that he is, is in town. Can't wait to see him. Um, honestly, Bob, I may give you your ticket when they come to town. I'm probably just going to sell mine for the four hundy. You know, I, it's not like I'm see, missing yeah. a, a, a messy Argentina game or something or a Barcelona oh, game. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a Listen, twilight you, of his yeah. career. If you can sell it for that, yeah. if you can sell it for that much, sell it. Don't, I, I mean, just sell it. That's, sure. Yeah, that's an insane number. Um, yeah, if you can almost pay for the entire season uh, with, with exactly. that ticket, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, if that's uh, if it's two right. three hundred a piece, then boom, we're in. Yeah. Uh, main topic we are talking about. Uh, it's been going on for a while now. The LIV PGA merger. Um, and the PGA tax exempt status. Uh, you've done some research on this. What is what? Tell the people at home what exactly is going on. Um, yeah, essentially, it's it seems like I felt like I was going to be when I, we talked about doing this that I was going to be digging into some massive conspiracy, like what's happening here? How's this have? I mean, it it seems pretty innocuously American. Uh, in which I mean that basically they just say that they're essentially a nonprofit because they don't make 
a profit, a profit in terms of everything is charity. But when they list their yeah. donations, what actually happens is, is the PGA, all these local tournaments are essentially set up by charities and stuff that raise the money, do the legwork, do all of the you know fundraising, get all of the donations. And so when the Boy Scouts of America, you know, host a PGA event and they get everybody there, they do all of the market and, you know, not all the marketing, but all of the legwork, all the fundraising, gathering the donations. Well, the PGA just essentially lists that as <laughs> donations that are made by them. <laughs> and there's, there's no real, I mean, there's like a minimal charity work, but essentially that's it. That's what they say is that, you know, they're a charity and it's, it is different than other sports leagues because essentially a golfer is an independent contractor. Which is which was the big problem with folks had with the live the uh, the live versus the PGA. You can't tell me I can't go. It's like it's like Uber saying you can't drive for yeah. Lyft. Well, I'm not your employee, so yeah. I can't. And so that's where. And so there's been many uh, calls to action on this. Like why in the world? Like imagine if the NFL was like we're a charity because. In October, we make people wear pink cleats and put a pink ribbon on their helmet. And so the Susan G. Coleman, you know, whatever foundation raises this much money. And so therefore the NFL rates, raises this much money. It's just a ludicrous, you Jesus. know, thought process, yeah. uh, a double dip of the biggest magnitude, because I'm guessing all these charities are claiming that they donated this. So really we only had one number. Um, uh, but it's been, I mean, I, I, when I started looking, let's stop. The first article I found was let's stop pre pretending that the PGA tour is a charity. And it was, this is well before the live golf stuff, man. It is, they are there and they pass on the promotional cost to, uh, to, you know, whatever agency, uh, for example, a 2013 ESPN investigation into the tours charitable and giving and tax exempt status found that the local nonprofits charged by the tour charged by the tour to do the actual fundraising weren't living up to their missions either. And it, it was found that local organizations typically typically gave an average of 16% of their tournament tournament revenues to local charities with the rest going to prizes and promotional costs. ESPN even found that Thunderbirds paid over $650,000 of the money raised back to waste management, the tournament sponsor for trash removal of the event, you know, and I get that there's some, you know, accounting things that need to happen. You services need yeah. to be rendered and paid for, but it is ridiculous. Uh, the Thunderbird charities is a nonprofit organization that was formed in 1986 for the express purpose of raising and distributing funds via tournament called the waste management Phoenix open. Like, Thunderbird Charities is just waste management, you know, light over here that with the with the five hundred one c, you know, it's it's just little yeah. things like this. The tour only made a direct uh, charitable contribution of forty two point seven million in two thousand eighteen, which was a paltry three percent of their one point four seven billion dollar revenue. While the tour publicly took credit for $190 million in charity, that inflated number was the total given by them, 
42 million and the all of those local nonprofits. So it's just if somebody, you know, I mean, obviously people are looking. There's been numerous calls to to look into them. I mean, we all know what's happening. The right palms are getting greased. The PGA yeah. got it seems like uh what is it? What did I say 1.7 billion, Bob? Uh that's well, I'm sorry, 1.4. Like so almost 1.5 billion uh, billion. But with the 42, we'll just say 1.4 billion dollars. That's a lot of pocket change, Bob. Even after you pay yeah. your CEO, even after you pay your CEO 50 or 60 million dollars and you pay all, you know, these people, even after that, you're still looking five, eight hundred million dollars just in the green that you can you can do whatever you want. So I guess you got five hundred extra million you're willing to spend. 50 million of that to make sure you get to have 500 extra million every year and no worries <laughs> and no problem. It is this, they, the PGA, whoever invented the PGA read Tom Sawyer and they're like, I love golf. <laughs> and that was it. That was his don't plan. Like money. Yeah. <laughs> that was his plan. I also like my money and I like people to pay me money and I don't like to do anything except for play golf. I'm going to, they're sitting around the table and he said, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a golf league and I'm going to make it a nonprofit. And every, all his buddies were like, no, <laughs> like, no way, bro. No way you can do it. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, so there has been renewed calls into uh, the investigations based on the, the PGA and, um, and live merger. Uh, hopefully yeah, I believe there's a bill that's to- being uh, introduced to strip it of its uh, tax exempt status. Yeah, and, and what what happened was, Bob, we were right. There was palms being greased, but it turns out that uh, you know the palms that were being greased don't want the don't want the Saudis to have any of the money. You know, they were like, "Whoa, whoa, we come in here, and there's only one group of people that doesn't pay taxes in this country, <laughs> and that's us." All right, so you yeah. get back. Uh, so hopefully that will end. I think that they will probably be fine. Uh, with their $1.4 billion in revenue, which I'm sure is expected to grow. And or if it doesn't grow, when you got a, you know, a billion dollar slush fund to work with, uh, things go your way, Bob. You can pretty much do what you want. You know, <laughs> if, uh, hey, we didn't make any money on this tournament. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We don't even care. <laughs> We're laundering money now. We're good. We don't even have to have anybody watch golf yeah. ever. Go ahead and cancel that golf channel that we are we still paying for that? Who's what <laughs> YouTube has been around for forever. You know, why is there still a golf channel for God's sake? Cut it, sir. It only cost us a hundred thousand dollars a year. Cut it. <laughs> it doesn't help us wash our money. Right. Uh, is it a cash business? No, they're writing us a check, buddy. No. Yeah. Next thing you know, there'll be uh PGA LIV branded car washes all over the country. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, there'll be some, it's going to be something. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, it is very funny. We had a whole discussion on, on this when I, I think that every, everybody 
it was like Team Edward, Team Jacob there for a while on PGA Live, and it was just a. F- <laughs> well, you don't even like golf, and we were having fun just watching all of these golfers fight each other essentially for who yeah. gets to play golf and where they get to play golf and how they, and how it's the right way to play golf and how gentlemen play golf and how you know that's not how your mama played golf and how your mama's ugly. You know, we got to hear it all, dude, and it was great. And then the the guys that were pushing all of this, the lawsuits, the battle, the, hey, we're going to be losing money, really just sold them out hard, brother, especially. Yeah, and so you got to, yeah. you got to, if you were, if you were, if you're Phil Mickelson right now, you know, there's just times where you just sit back and smile. You can't even say anything because you did everything. So, so absolutely right that it all just like, works out even better than you expected. Man, that man just that man went and caught him six figures. Not six figures like over the life of something like six figures like hey, come play with us and then we'll start working on a contract for you type of deal. Uh I'm sorry, seven yeah. figures, eight figures. Um <clears throat> and then he and then he's like, "All right, and then the PGA is like, "Come on back, baby. Let's go. Let's you yeah. want to make two you want to make 200 million a, in, in a year again, Phil?" Uh, you know, so it is a it was a slap in the face for sure for the it was more of a slap in the face for those guys at the on the PGA side of things, you know, because they're yeah, like they were this, told they had to stand live's not golf, you know, live is not golf. And like I stuck around and like, you know, have a little have a little honor and have a little, you know, they have a little honor, they say, as they work for work work for the uh work for the the nonprofit the goodwill uh and make sure that uh that they can give all this charity money so uh it is very very convoluted we hope that um the involvement of the Saudi sovereign wealth fund um will 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 kind of change the the course of action on this and um and hopefully some antitrust laws will, you know, kind of be able to kind of back the fact that, hey, we're good with you guys laundering the money. That's not even the problem. Not even worried about the money laundering. You guys keep it up. The the taxes, they're getting paid through the money laundering process. But we are going to need a little bit of cut of the money laundering. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, <laughs> what am I, you know, I got, I got a boss. You might know him, George Soros. You've heard of him. Uh, 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 You know, my buddies have bosses. You've heard of them. Bill Gates. No. So just a little piece. You get to keep Uh, most of it. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm sure we'll have an update on this at some point. Uh, You know, it'll be just as insane next time. Uh, But let's move into our joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. See, I don't like that. So I don't... Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. <laughs> Alright, this one comes to us from Hong Kong, and it is absolutely insane. Um 
Hong Kongers urge to stare at smokers in a disapproving way to help create a tobacco-free city. <laughs> uh, right. Professor Lo Chung Mao, the territory's health minister, said someone who lit up in a restaurant would be unlikely to hit back if everyone stared at them. Um, listen, as a non-smoker, I can tell you right now, but as someone who has been good friends with a smoker and someone who has worked in a, in a smoking bar, they... Smokers don't give a flying right. shit to be fair, about people stare at them. To to be fair, while my thought process was the exact same, I you know, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yo, what's up? Yeah. You want one? You want one? You know, we are we are purely thinking of this in terms of America, and so I think if this started there would be groups of people that would pick up smoking in hopes that people would stare at them so they could say yes. something dumb like this is America. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's America is that it wouldn't, it wouldn't help more it would people. backfire so fast. <laughs> more, smoking is back up at an all time high. We have, we're, we're going to yeah. have like, we're going to have, we're going to have Kansas, Kansas, like Iowa, like repealing like restaurant smoking bans and stuff, like something that we could all get on board with if America happened. Like, let's not shame all 32 of us, okay? Y'all yeah. already figured the, it the out. The headline on Fox News would be like, uh, or is, is big science lying to you about the risks of smoking? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We are going to be, we're going to be, we, they've, you've already figured it out. Okay. You've taken planes away. You've taken restaurants away. You've taken basketball players smoking on the sidelines away. You've taken away all of the fun that we could have. There's like seven places across Tennessee where I know that if I want to be a hooligan, I can go there and I can drink beer and I can smoke a cigarette there. Uh, but otherwise, you got us, dude. If I'm at a if I'm at a sports game and I've paid, you know, hundred dollars for this ticket or whatever number of dollars I've paid for this ticket, and that ticket happens to be across the stadium from the one little pinned area that you give me. I'm going to hoof it. I'm going to walk there. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a funny joke to everybody else. That's in the area with me saying, Hey, you remember when smokers used to run this country, you know, and then they'll laugh and I'll say, I used to smoke on airplane. Everything I just joked with you, Bob, I've got a whole spiel about it, but I get it. But in Hong Kong, this may work, bro. They may be a, literally a 0% smoking rate after like, when did they, when did this article come out? The 15th? Dude, they're uh, done smoking. July they're 15th. not, there is, they don't even, yeah. they're, cigarette, <laughs> cigarette sm sales are down, bro. Like they are down. I literally watched a, a fight on a Hong Kong subway where two men had it out, literally slugging each other in the face, but never uttered a word as to not disturb everybody else on the train while they fight, dude, while they, you know, while they have a, a literal fist fight, not just a argument, like they are punching and slapping, but both are maintaining a low level and nobody is looking at them. If anybody gets just stared at dude in Hong Kong, I think, yeah, whatever you want them to stop doing is done done they're out they're done with it yeah you know just like a cultural thing in my i have no idea about the culture and if actually that's true or not there's a whole article of people asking them to do it so 
I would have to assume that it's fairly. Yeah. In America, you might get, I don't know, 30, 40 people staring at you. But you have to imagine that if you're at a bus stop and you just and you have one three thousand people people staring at you. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to one billion. (laughs) One. Yeah. It's like a solid billion people in in the radio. Like you could even the cameras. Yeah, the cameras look at you and you're on billboards. You could throw a rock. You could you could throw a rock in any direction and hit 98 people. Just like in any degree direct all yeah. 360 degrees, dude. There's like 700 people in a in that little that little vicinity of you. So, uh just like the the pure uncomfortableness of it uh but also, I mean, like the shame factor or whatever, like the thing that was mentioned in the article, right? Like shame. That's it. That's all that they want to shame you out of yeah. doing what you like. And I mean, that is, I mean, it's why in a lot of Asian cultures, they'll work, you know, until, you know, 19, you know, not 19 hours. That sounds, I mean, but maybe, you know, 10, 12, 15 hours a day type of deal. They're having trouble you know, linking, mating people up and depression is high because of like this cultural shame factor of like, so yeah. I mean, if look, if you're going to shame people into doing stuff, you know, smoking is one of them because I get it. A lot of it's like yeah. when members of the public see people smoking in non-smoking areas, even if no law, law enforcement officers can show up immediately, we can stare at the smoke. So, I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's more of like a cutoff at a later date and like more of, Hey, this is what we can do because we all know that people, t- that, that, that person too, that like, Hey, I'm a smoker, but I yeah. get it, man. You've been the, um, with me and I'll walk yeah. away. I'll go smoke on my own and come, but there are people that'll just like right in the middle of it, like not asking, not, Hey, is it cool? We're not at a smoking bar or something like this. And they'll just light up like at a very obvious, like not okay spot to do that. So, um, yeah, they, uh, th- there's another part of this article that I didn't scroll down far enough. Um, they are, they'll be using surveillance footage or video clips provided by members of the public as evidence to crack down on smokers. There we um, go. There the, we go. There's yeah, the CCP on, uh, baby. There's the CCP. Yeah. I knew they were um, going to make the, an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> at, literally at first I'm like, wow, this is like, this is like really well. Like they didn't, they didn't enact any laws. They're not like having authorities. Well, then sure, I scroll down under the ad. Is, is, is the social credit score a law per se? No, maybe the law covering it, um, but the score itself yeah. is just the, external. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there'll be it looks like they'll also uh, uh, they're about to increase the tax on tobacco to 75 percent of the package price. Uh, that is a uh, that's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> but ask ask. Uh, I mean, it is obviously not a lot of people smoke in Australia, but they still sell cigarettes in Australia. I mean, and they're like 40 bucks a pack. But look, bro, if people want it. People going to yeah. have it. You know what I'm saying? I'm exactly. And that's my whole opinion. I, I, I think banning smoking is stupid, but make right. it, exp- like, but make it expensive. I have no problem make with it, them making it expensive. And if they, and if, and if they want a budget for cigarettes, or, that's on them. Or make it, you know, make it, and we've kind of gone that direction where it is, you know, very limited in where you can do it. And I'm okay with that. Even as a smoker, I get it, bro. Like nobody wants to smell that. They don't smoke it. They're not having the enjoyment. Like, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the Hell, even you as like a smoker, like recognize that, like when we're at gym, sometimes it's a little much. Sure. Right. Exactly, bro. Like, so 
I've I read the I think it was like a Reddit thread or something of like uh, non-smokers. Can you smell smokers? And you know you have the reaction. Yes. Oh my God! I can smell a mile away. All this and really, you and I both know what they're talking about is people that smoke with their windows up and all of their clothes smell like cigarettes and they, they have no sense of like hygiene. And like, there are a lot of people that are like, Oh, you smoke to me. And there are absolutely times where I'll smoke a cigarette and I'll smell like a cigarette afterward. Like I get that. But like some people, what, what they mean is like smoke lingers on you. Like constantly, like you smell like a smoker and yeah. So they smoke inside and like, a lot of that is very much combated by smoking in an open air environment and not sitting in it. You know, do, am I going to smell a little bit like yeah. smoke? Sure, bro. It's, it's a tobacco substance with a bunch of drugs and crap that they throw in there to preserve it or whatever, you know, like this filter is going to stop all this from getting in or, you know, so, but, uh, but I will tell you this, as much as I hate to say it, I I wouldn't pick up smoking if I didn't when the staring thing happened. But I would smoke even harder if uh, they started staring at me now. You know what? You know what? I'm going to smoke even harder. I would, I'm going to have two cigarettes at a time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it would, yeah. it would, it, it, psychologically, it would cause the opposite effect. And I think most Americans and. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, 100%. In America, they would, people would start smoking and putting on like, oh, like, like, what a, like, what a great way to advertise my podcast. Right. <laughs> Just right. gonna walk around smoking all day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Let, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. This one uh, for me, uh, I saw this on Twitter. A bunch of people were complaining about it. And after I looked into it a little bit, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, You know, listen, even, uh, even the good guys make mistakes sometimes. Nashville SC... Uh, put on a meet and greet and like an event uh, for season ticket holders, I believe, or people who renewed their season tickets mm-hmm. uh, that you can like do like a meet and greet with the players. Well, you know, the, apparently the lines were insanely long and it was hot um, and they didn't tell people in the lines until they got up to the front that they had an age limit that you had to be like 16 plus to meet the players or something like that. So a bunch of parents who were there with their kids who were super excited now had to tell their kid, oh, I know we just waited in this line for a couple hours, but no, nah, we can't do that. Well, and that just seems well, incredibly well, not, screwed well, up not, and short sighted. Well, not. No, nah, we can't do that. Oh, no, nah, you can't do that. You know, you go. <laughs> look, you see that yeah. little area, you see that little area over there. I'm going to need you to hover in that area. Generally, there's a security guard. Uh, yell, yell his name. Go up and get his name tag and read that. No, what a joke, though. What do you what does that even the age limit like what is it what are they scared they're gonna catch a charge or something that's like the like in 16 is so arbitrary like did at 16 like did you id them did they have like i'm so confused yeah apparently it was it was it was so not it was not run well it was all there was confusion there was no signs directing anyone anywhere 
They were late opening the doors. Apparently, it was an absolute shit show of an event, um, and somebody just dropped the ball big time. Well, I'm glad that that none of them wanted to meet me because that would have been the only reason that I cared to go up there and stand in line to meet them. Like, oh, hey, how are you doing, sir? Super good to meet you. <laughs> when we did it for the Preds thing, and it was super hot outside, it was in the cool area. At any point, if I wanted to be like, nah, I'm not going to sit in this line. I really don't care about getting this guy's autograph. We could have gone just sat down and found a place that served beer and we just bought beer there. And that's yeah. what I would have done. But like, that's hot, man. That's really hot to be out. And, and you had to be there to like pick your season tickets. But this is just a renewal event for the people. Like, stupid, stupid, dumb. They yeah, do a lot of dumb 100%. stuff like that, got? though. Uh, mine is just, I probably have said it before, but Stephanie and I have been playing, uh, I uh, got her, she was always a big Crash Bandicoot fan, so we, they had a sale on the, on the, the trilogy, and then the four, and then we've been playing Crash Team Rumble, which is super dope, um, and, but none of them, they have some two-player modes, but none of them are really, like, couch co-op, or, like, a split screen, like it used to be, you know what I'm saying, like, you can make a game from 2000 to 2009 for the most part without a couch co- couch co-op mode like very select games that didn't have it you know like assassin's creed or something yeah. that was pretty much a this is a one player game and online doesn't make it more enjoyable like we used to be where you know you don't need to be online in assassin's yeah. creed we'll just murder all these people yeah. so just like <clears throat> And we're able to find some and lots on Game Pass and we're able to locate, you know, some that are better than others. But it's just more annoying. Like they should really it should really be more of I guess, you know, with live and oh, how easy it yeah. is to get online. I get it, but it's still it doesn't me understanding something doesn't mean it's gonna snap my stick any less. Okay. So make do yeah. things only I mean, for I've got me. The new, yeah, I've got the the new Mario Kart, like the deluxe for my Switch. And I've got like Mario uh, Super Golf and it's both split screen and co-op. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's fun as hell. Sometimes it's playing beautiful. those offline games with people like playing some Mario Def- Kart. Like it's Mario you know, Party it's amazing. is, you know, I'll play Mario Kart with people. I love Mario, Mario Party. People, people. I'm a Mario Party man through and through. It's not a I love Mario it's, Party. It's it's a game of skill. It's sort of a game of skill, but it's also just a game of luck. And so anybody can win. And bro, me and Stephanie borrowed uh, her nephew's Switch and played. I think he had Mario Party Eight or whatever. And bro, I will play. We played for hours, dude. Just us two and the computers or whatever. And I just absolutely love it, man. Have six, have four or five people over there playing, bro. It's it's. I mean, you remember land parties, brother? We should. uh, Yeah, yeah. We should do a Mario Party thing sometime. Uh, But I did see something online that looks amazing. Instead of Obviously, you know, everyone wants to come first, and we do a couple of that. But I saw something that's really funny is you want to try and come third. So you have to mm. balance, and you have, like, but, but, uh, but, so whoever comes in third place beca- is first place. Whoever comes in first place is last place. Gotcha. So that, it was actually, yeah, like, that switching actually was it really up. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Because first place, sometimes it's just like, bro, you got the luck, and then, and then you get a star, and yeah. then you get a shot, and then you just, 
land in the right zone and you hit another star. Whereas like, yeah, you'll be turning away from stars at some point And then later on be like, ah, oh, I should have got that. Or I shouldn't let so-and-so get it or whatever. Yeah. yeah that makes I sense. think the only rule was that like, uh, the only rule they had was if you were prompted to get a star, you can't, you had to buy it, use a star. Sure. Sure. That makes yeah. sense of like, but, but you yeah. can, but if you don't have to go the path of the star, you can, you, you can, can avoid, avoid it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As long as you're not prompted it. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, anybody, cause so, anybody yeah, could just say, really cool. just prepare it and then just say no right at the end. And like, no, you want yeah. it to be like, if you hit a star, you got to buy it. You got to buy the star. If you have the coins. Yeah. Now that would also be a thing. It's just making sure you spend enough to where, you never have the coins for it, which would, I would imagine, be acceptable if you're able to keep low enough coins yeah. to where you never have to buy it. But Yeah. Yeah, there was another one with Mario Party where everyone plays, the person whose turn is, is blindfolded, and you have to trust the people around you to tell you what to do. So obviously, pe- some people are going to lie, but then you know mm-hmm. that like when you're blindfolded, people are going to lie to you. So right. you want to balance your lies to, so that, you know, maybe you can form alliances with people right. while you're blindfolded. Okay. Uh, it, it, all those are really fun. Versions now, I'm guessing party. that is I'm guessing um, that is just the uh, just the roll portion. Right. You get to pick your dice and roll. So, and then you just don't see that. Or are you talking about mini uh, games? So too? I I'll have to. Uh, oh, mini games are for mini games. Everyone's blindfolded. You know, so you can see what the mini game is. You can see what the you can see like if if you've never played the mini game, I think like you go you, you learn the, the mini game is. Or whatever, then yeah. you have to play the game blindfolded. And one of them they had to do was the one where like you're in a barrel jumping forward and then backwards, yeah. but you you have to with the bomb looks right. So they're like they're like, well, we're all screwed, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun. The blindfolded one. Yeah, we would absolutely be down with that but, um, for sure. Hell yeah, but but. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for coming, hanging out, and listening to us. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, for Brandon, I'm Bobby. This has been the Putzdown Podcast. We'll see you all again next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod. 